Hello, hello and welcome to the second instalment of the brand new podcast Around the Ring in 7 Days with myself, Tom McManus and Paul Vicario. How are you doing, Paul? Good today, thank you, Tom. I'm very excited to be here for our second podcast, historic moment. Lots of celebration going on for Historic. it. Historic. Lots to go on, lots to talk about. You may notice the audio sounds a little bit different today. That is because we are on location from our regular studio. And we are at, we're at WrestlePro headquarters in Salford. The new Salford Lifestyle Centre, which is open for business now. If you're in the area, come check out our gym. Come check out the activities that they've got going on mm. there. It's going to be a hell hell of a venue in the next coming months, I reckon. Uh, but lots to talk about in the wrestling world. First of all, and I mentioned this to Paul before we went in, there was a massive, massive outcry on social media recently this week that I think needs to be commended. WWE made, obviously, what I consider to be a horrible decision in naming a WrestleMania match after the fabulous Moolah. Obviously, I'm not going to go too far into it, but obviously there's been some horrible, horrible accusations uh, about Moolah over the name. Big outcry from social media. People didn't like what had been done. WWE has now rescinded on their decision and changed the name to the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royale. In my own opinion, anyone involved in the happening of that decision and helping make that WWE make that decision deserves a massive round of applause and a massive pat on the back. So well done, guys. You did good there. Uh, Right, let's get into some actual news today then, Paul. Uh, First thing, only little thing to mention... The Roman Reigns uh, suspension that was done on Raw. Uh, did you see the segment of this? I didn't see the segment. I just saw the uh, announcement on the website, WWE's website, that they'd announced that uh, it was suspended. Beca- temporarily suspended, yeah. Temporarily suspended what? Because of um, what was the storyline again? So he, How he was... Yes, I'll, I'll bring people back to just what we touched on last week. So obviously there is currently a waiting period on some... Evidence to come out that Roman Reigns has been buying performance-enhancing drugs from a buyer. The buyer has come out on social media and said many different things, including that he is in possession of Reigns' personal details, such as his address. Uh, There was a lot of up in the air over whether the match with Brock was going to happen. The news at this time is that WWE are fully confident that this match will go ahead. The suspension is just a cautionary measure just in case the news does break. Uh, fairly smart move because I don't think there's much else they can do in that respect. No. How, how long would he, would someone normally be suspended for? For this, it would be the last time Reigns was suspended uh, for, I, I assume, I remember it being basically just the same reason of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was gone for a month, I believe. I think it was extreme rules all the way up yeah. till a month. No, it was money in the bank all the way up to Battleground, wasn't it? It was four weeks of TV, so it would be around about the same. Was about four, five weeks till Mania. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it would be around about the same for the suspension. Yeah, it's, it's unusual, really, because the storyline suspended, isn't it? Mm. So it's not. It's not that they've suspended him for allegations of. Of uh, whatever it is. Yeah, uh, I mean, they're keeping it under wraps, but they can do with this one because the guy has said that he's going to present evidence. Mm. So that's completely understandable in in my thing. If the guy said he's going to produce evidence and then hasn't done, they're within the rights to not mention why he's been suspended. Yeah, and then they've just preempted it, then, haven't they? Yeah. So. So then what they're saying, if he does come out and say that Roman Reigns has has used, then They'll they can say su- that he served his suspension for it. Well, no, I think because if he comes out and the evidence is presented, because this is a second strike, they'll have to suspend him for longer. I think mm. they're banking on that the suspension will hopefully be enough, and then if it does come out, it'll come out after Mania and they can suspend him for the rest of a suspension period. Okay, Because a second strike he can't, under my knowledge of their rules, the, he, he can't be suspended for this same amount of period as he was for his first offence. It would have longer to be a longer con- consequences. Uh, Either way, the question over the the policy, you know, the wellness policy, 
is coming up, coming coming into play. I mean, I yeah, there's like. there's been questions on that for years, yeah. though. Yeah. Um, they're not going to change their wellness policy. Well, do you not think that now more than ever that they might? You know, if you just talked before about them, you know, the, they've changed the battle mm. royale name. Um, know, that's a social media outcry, and you know, when was the last time WWE have done? I mean, forget putting Daniel yeah. Bryan in the in the main event of Mania, but like. When was the last time there's been such sway from fans? In it's interesting though because it's a different sway. The social media outpouring is coming for this from the guy himself. The moolah thing was a lot of people coming together, a lot of different people yeah. saying this is not acceptable. Their wellness policy. Most fans don't follow the wellness policy. As far as they're concerned, there is a wellness policy in place because why wouldn't there be? Mm -hmm. But in reality, most people that aren't connected to, say, subscription dirt sheets sources such as The Observer mm -hmm. wouldn't wouldn't know of this, wouldn't really be into this. You know, Maybe they'll read the Give Me Sport articles on Facebook or anything like that. And they'll have well, kind is, of an idea going in. Is that not even more of a reason to be an out to have an outcry? If the guy does come out and it's all true, then you've got casual fans who are on social media who can say, "This isn't this isn't right." My kids watch this or whatever. So, I mean, we're going into well, a completely well, I mean, different topic. We're, yeah, we're going completely like, on ta tangent. But I I think in response to that, with uh, the the sort of parental side of things. If we were still in the 80s and still in the 90s, then yes, because that's what happened in the 90s with the steroid <clears throat> trials. Yeah. And there was a huge outcry and parents were furious. Now, because it's seen as a performance more than a sport, I don't think people would have as much as an outcry. I think there still would be complaints. Mm. I think there still would be an outcry, but the size of the outcry would not be enough to get them to do anything. I, I don't see them ever toughening on their wellness policy because the things that they'd have to do, the people that are taking the things that aren't tested for are fairly higher up names in the company. <clears throat> Brock wouldn't be allowed to compete. Because pretty much he gives them a list of supplements he takes and says, just don't test for them. That's supposedly the deal with Brock, that they don't test him mm. for anything that they know he's on, so he doesn't get a failed test. Hunter has been outed before as someone who takes testosterone replacement, um, which is something, again, they don't test for. But Hunter... Hunter's different because Hunter doesn't take drug tests because Hunter's a corporate employee. Hunter's class as a corporate employee, so he doesn't take anything. So in theory, Hunter could. I don't. I'm not saying that Hunter does, but Hunter could take what he wants, whatever he wants. But he's been outed before as somebody who takes testosterone replacement therapy, which is something that has been banned in other sporting procedures. Mm -hmm. uh, but WWE doesn't test for it. It is, it, it it just seems. Like I guess I can see what you're saying about how um, you know you, you, people who don't read the dirt sheets aren't going to know about all this yeah. sort of stuff. But it is, by the sounds of it, uh, you know, one rule for one, and one for another. So I don't know. I think uh, social media movements only only takes you know a handful of people with some pull. Well, I mean, we've seen that this week. So, yeah, yeah, in theory, you're right. I just don't see people being that angry that about bothered, it. That bothered about it. Which is, uh, I get I get where you're coming from yeah, from it because yeah. you're a worker in the industry. You're someone, a performance on town. I, for me, I don't see a big deal about it because I look at it from... A com because of what I do in the industry, I look at it from a completely performance thing. There's no sporting element to what there I do. There isn't a sporting element to it. I mean, you could you could... You could get tied up in law and stuff like that, like yeah, you know, especially you know the use of steroids mm. in England, not particularly legal. So, but not I particularly mean, illegal at the same time. You know, well, uh, yeah. 
the 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 bend the rules a little bit yeah. for like if you go down to a needle exchange, mm. you know you can you can get new needles. Yeah, you know things like that. But but let's move on because I think uh, we could talk about wellness. We policies could we could go on to wellness policies. Because, and yeah. to be honest, the issue with talking about the wellness policy is we'll make no headway on it whatsoever. Mm. We're not going to change their wellness policy. It's one of them things. We it are is an established podcast. We are to second week. We might get. You know, we could we could start Some something. Sway. Start yeah. something. The viewing <laughs> figures come in next week, so we'll know just how much sway we'll have. Uh, but you've you've been going on at me that you've got something you want to say. Mm. You've, you've wanted to uh, well, mention just, a few things from last week. I didn't want. No, I'm not. Oh, I shouldn't have said anything. I feel I feel bad, Tom. I just I want to get on with the podcast. I want to see, you know, what what we're thinking of, what what's coming up in the future. And just, you know, in future, just give me a heads up if you're going to compare Nia Jax to Hogan. Ah, right, okay. So it's the <laughs> Nia Jax to Hogan thing. I may, have been a little bit, I may have been a little bit hasty with the Nia Jax comparison to Hogan. Um, I'll admit that. It was a spur of the moment uh, sort of slip of the tongue. I, it would be wrong of me. No one in this era is ever going to be as big as Hogan. Because Hogan was the biggest draw there has ever been in professional wrestling. And there will never, ever be someone who is a bigger draw than Hulk Hogan. I'll admit, a little bit of ridiculousness from Mm. my part to say out. What I meant was she could be... Like Hulk Hogan. Like Hulk Hogan in the fact that she's a... I didn't mean you to say that, man. (laughs) Like Hulk Hogan in that she's a celebrity as well as a wrestler. Because... If you look at like people have sort of kind of oh, done do it. Do you want me to stop you? No, no, you no. Want, I, I, want, I, want, I do this. I'm, I'm into this. I want, <laughs> I want to make sure that my point gets across clearly. People have tried. If you look at a professional wrestler in in media, they're known as a professional wrestler. They're not known as a celebrity figure. Mm. If an artist, when Jericho did Dancing with the Stars uh, a few years ago, they put on the media. Uh, the media magazines, media fi- media outlets, professional wrestler Chris Jericho. They didn't put celebrity Chris mm. Jericho, which is what Dancing with the Stars is supposed to be. Celebrities dancing. I I I sort of get where I'm coming from with this, but also don't because I've just because re- I'm sort of on the thing. I, I did compare Nia Jax to Hogan, and I never should have said that. <laughs> but I'm sort of like professional wrestling is seen in such a separate light. Where I think that Nia Jax has the charisma, has the personality, has the wherewithal when she's on social media, and is is an empowerment figure in in every sense of the word. Nia Jax is an empowerment figure as a babyface. There's real chance that she could become a genuine celebrity, and that's where I'm coming from. Mm. Where I think this WrestleMania is going to be the start of that push for Nia Jax, and I think it's completely the right direction to go with her. And that of the current women's roster, she has the most underlying potential out of any of them. I think she's a good role model. Mm. Um, And I think, yeah, I think as a face, that'd be interesting. I just, I don't think I see her exploding as as in that sort of celebrity way that you do, but I, on, go on, go on her Twitter a few times. <clears throat> go on Alexa Bliss's Twitter, and anytime they post a video together and stuff like that, have a watch of it. She's got a lot of charisma behind her. I'd say, really, really take a look at it. While we're on the subject of women's matches as well, um, obviously, if you've seen Raw, Alexa versus Nia seems to be the way they're going with the women's title match for Raw at WrestleMania. Uh, Asuka versus Charlotte was confirmed. This week on SmackDown and at Fastlane, um, hell of a match. I think that's going to be just in itself. Yeah, um, we still got Charlotte as a face. Yes, for the meantime, there's been no heel turn, but I wouldn't expect them to do it on the first week anyway. No, I really. I know people weren't a fan of Charlotte as heel. I was a massive. fan I, of I Charlotte was a huge as heel. fan of Charlotte as heel. I think she embodied her father a lot yeah as a heel in in not in a you know in a kind of copycat kind of way and she really made it her she, own she made it her own she had enough of 
enough of I, I, I don't want to be cheesy but she had enough flair about it uh, I, I'm really sorry you that out I next did week that. For that I'm really sorry and you should you're right to call me out about it right now I'm surprised you've not hit me for saying that <laughs> but she had enough I'm just trying to think the right way of saying because Flair's not a conventional heel in the sense that there were people that loved him but not, uh, Charlotte did it in such a way where she took every element of what he used to do to get heat from the people that hated him because the people that hated Flair hated him I was doing um, at WrestlePro we, we had a trainee that's injured at the moment and mm. we I, I did a quick like session on because um, they're quite new to the industry, I did a session on how to uh, work the microphone and stuff like that. Just with so a that PowerPoint, they were doing something. Well, I did it with, with a PowerPoint. PowerPoint we just need power- to get that in. There. Just to point out, the PowerPoint wasn't just for like fanciness. That I did the was PowerPoint for me. No, of course, no, I don't no. need a projector. The PowerPoint was projectors. for me. The PowerPoint oh, was right, for okay. me, yeah. so that I could look at my notes that I'd written down. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so. One of the things that I used was I used a flare promo in, um, I think the section was on how you get heat from a crowd in different ways. So I had uh, Michael's Montreal, Michael's promo in Montreal in 2005, where he uses the fact that they know that crowd is going to hate him um, mm. for the build to the Hulk Hogan match. Because uh, it's like Michael's his only heel run when he comes back in 2002. Turns heel for a little bit in 2005 to go against Hogan and then that's it. And he does an amazing heel promo in Montreal because it's the first time he's gone back to Montreal for the, since the screwdriver. Uh, yeah. And the promo yeah. is incredible. I had um, Flair on, a WC, on an NWA Presents WCW promo. Um, it's the one where he takes his shoes off and puts them up to the camera and he's like, and I was beating Dusty Rhodes while wearing $600 (laughs) lizard skin shoes. And I was using that promo because it works for, I could have used a Rick Rude promo for this as well. When you watch the old Flair promos, I'm going way off topic with this, but I'm going to keep going Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm, it's a really mm -hmm. good, interesting point about wrestling anyway. Um, When you watch the old Flair promos, the heat isn't noticeable at the start. If you watch it, never watching wrestling before, you'd think Flair was a face because people cheer for him. Listen closely, and the only people cheering for him are the women in the crowd. <laughs> and who sat next to the women in the crowd? A man. Yes, the man who is possibly the woman's boyfriend. <laughs> and what does that do to the man? It pisses them off. They don't boo. They don't boo because they can't... Because they're seething. Mm. They're seething with anger. Because Rick Rick Rude used to do it as well. And Rick Rude is maybe a better example for this because WCW didn't used to cut to the crowd in that shot, in, in that time. But the Rick Rude promos used to cut to the crowd and you'd see the men sat there with their arms crossed and a scowl on their faces because they were furious at Rude for making their girlfriends be attracted to him. <laughs> and it just annoyed them so much. And that's that's what Charlotte could do as a heel. She could take that anger and she put it into every person in the crowd and she was brilliant at it. Mm. And I just talked for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> no, what were we even talking about? The actual match. Uh, we Charlotte were about and... to, but we were talking about how Charlotte was a heel because we think that was that was my fault. Though, cause I think I, mm. I got on that answer that. Um, so, is it? Do you think it's going to be face face then? I think so. Let me do a little bit of fantasy booking, um, and I'll try not to talk for as long with this one. Um, and feel free to stop me if you think I'm getting a little bit too ridiculous. Oh, there you go. But and I but I really like this idea. I thought of this idea the other day of how they could do it. I don't expect them to do this, but it, I think it'd be a nice way to turn Charlotte heel and to get that heat back that she's lost as the face recently. So Charlotte versus Asuka is face versus face. Let them have the match. Let them have a good match. Mm. Nice, maybe not fifteen minutes, but coming up to the fifteen minute mark. Right. Um, Asuka wins with the Asuka lock. Tap right. out submission. As Asuka's being handed the belt, 
Carmella's music plays. Carmella's running down to the ring. You see the shot of Carmella running down to the ring. But a quick cut back. Asuka hasn't fully stood up from being handed the belt. Oh, you thought in real detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. I don't think... Asuka hasn't stood up from being handed the belt, so she's right. just knelt down holding the belt. Right. Charlotte, natural selection, right. straight away knocks Asuka down, uh-huh. gives Carmella the win. That's not, that's not, I'm not finished. I'm okay. not finished. Okay. So then we have to go to the next night on SmackDown to right. finish this. So you do it with Carmella as the women's champion in the ring, with Charlotte stood behind her, Carmella does the shot, what you would expect. I won because of the help of my good friend Charlotte to get mm-hmm. in the booze. And I am now your new women's champion. And as she pick, puts up the belt, Charlotte snatches the mic off her and goes, The only reason you are women's champion is because I made you women's champion. You know that because we agreed it in the back, because it was the plan all along. That if I ever lost that if I lost, you were gonna come out. And I was going to help you win. They all know that because not only did they see it live on WrestleMania, I've just told them that. Uh-huh. Carmella hasn't got a leg to stand on at this point. She has to go, you're right. The only reason I won is because of you. And I'm so grateful to you for it. Charlotte then goes, okay, show your gratitude, ring the bell and get on the mat. Yeah. Charlotte pins is the new women's champion again. You think you should, that Carmella's just going to... Lie down and then just make... Because Carmella's never going to be a big no. star. Carmella's never going to be a big star. So, make her Charlotte's bitch. Make that... You know, make her that person that Charlotte can push around. Uh, okay. like the, Sort of like they did with Dana Brooke, but it's in you, my head it's better. You've painted a real picture. Mm. You've painted a real picture. Uh, so, are you turning Charlotte... Back to face. No, back to heel. But you, she stays heel. She's you not going to stay you heel. You just though. change the dynamic. They will. They'll, they'll still hate. They'll still hate her afterwards. Because she's just handed. And she said that she's agreed with Carmella that. Yeah, right, you know, you've turned around I, and said the plan. Uh, I think that cheapens her heel turn. Do you think? It che- I think it accentuates it. Uh, in every way. I don't think we're going to see Carmella. Lie down in the ring. We are not going to... Let me be very clear. They are not going to book it this way. This is your fantasy booking. They're not going to book it that way. This is your fantasy That's what I'd like to see them do. Um, No, I don't... I wouldn't like to see that, I don't think. You're right in that they need to have the match. They need to have the match. Uh, I said to you before, maybe... Carmella is involved... In but maybe in both women's matches somehow, yeah. so that she she it would make sense for her to go for Asuka and Charlotte first, com- get completely, you know, run down before she even has the opportunity to say that she's cashing in. Mm. Uh, that would make that, more that does, sense on the Nia match for me though. But. Yeah, and because plus Charlotte, be Charlotte Asker's going to be after, Nair. isn't it? Yeah, Alexa and Nair is definitely going to go first. So, uh, well, then the other way around, then, so it's trying to cash in with Alexa and Nair or Hogan, if that's it. <laughs> 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 um, uh, fails, comes back out again, cashes in, and and it, it maybe maybe wins that way. And complete, but that would I think fans would be furious that's at the, the point you at, yeah yeah yeah, yeah at taking away from the Charlotte and Asuka match. Mm. Do you know what I mean? If yeah. if Carmella comes out, but you create she's like oh god she's back you again. See, you create such a new dynamic by doing it that way, and especially if you then add a Charlotte heel turn into it, you've got you've got you Charlotte Charlotte is more than capable of being the top heel in the company, mm. and. They need to do if they're going to have Asker and Charlotte on the same brand. That's how they need to to play yeah. that off because that's no one will be able to work a good Asker pro as good an Asker program where Asker's the babyface than a heel yeah. Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think um, yeah, I could see 
We could even see this extend to next year, next WrestleMania. Entire, but this is something that can run for a full year. Yeah, and, and to the point where so so Carmella has not allowed this match really, mm. not allowed this dream match that fans want to see yeah. to happen. Um, turns into a triple threat midway through the match, maybe. That was um, another sort of idea that I yeah. had, and then you could maybe bring the heel turn about in that, and then you could, to be fair, you could then still get the dynamic of you could make Carmella that. I'm trying to think. Flair, Flair, Flair never had a bitch in in the same way that like it would be sort of like an underling in the terms of like what Carmella yeah. would be to Charlotte. Unless you maybe drew Little Nature comparisons, but I don't like to talk about Little mm. Nature comparisons because who does? Um, no one wants to be <laughs> Little Nature. Uh, but the, he had, you know, Flair always had people by the side of him, but I don't see anyone on that roster able to be Charlotte's Arn Anderson. And I don't see a single person on that roster able to do it well. No. I, I, I can't see Carmella being. You know, the sidekick to Charlotte. I don't think... I just can't see that. I mean, it would work, but it would I can't be see a, it happening. It would be a, I can't really see it happening. No. It would be a completely different gimmick change. For You'd have to rebrand Carmella completely. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. She is... This is what we were talking about before. And you, you seem, in, seem to think that she's had opportunities... I think I think Carmella's had a wealth of opportunities. I, I think since at least since Money in the Bank, I've had no real reason to believe that she's oh, a not, legitimate I'm not, kind. I'm not of talking force. Money. Money like, in the Bank was her last opportunity. Yeah, her and, last big thing. What I'm saying is, with Carmella, since she got brought up since the brand split in 2016, the first she was the first person to be given a Nikki Bella feud. Nikki Bella was on top of the world at the moment. At that particular moment in time, Nikki Bella was up there with, like, she was on top of the the women's roster. She had a lot of fans, mm. regardless of what people say about her ability. Although Nikki Bella did get, towards the end, the neck injury is very unfortunate because she got very a lot better. Uh, yeah. She I got given agree. Ellsworth, who was an absolute heat magnet at that mm-hmm. point and should have really been able to do something for her. Uh, and nothing came of it because they didn't care that she got put they they didn't care that Carmella had been put with Ellsworth they changed the dynamic to try and make Carmella be the one most powerful with Mm -hmm. Ellsworth Yeah, didn't work again they gave her money in the bank no one cared no one cared Carmella I'm not saying she will never ever be able to get better than she is because that's not true because we've seen it a million times no one ever would I never thought I would ever be able to say Nikki Bella was on top of the women's roster at that point Mm. because who would have ever thought that Mm. looking at back when Nikki Bella debuted that's that's something you can't say about someone but I don't see unless there's a drastic improvement and a huge drastic improvement Carmella being someone who could carry a brand when there's someone like Asuka and someone like Charlotte yeah. on SmackDown. You, she doesn't have longevity for me, mm. but her winning the titles, her winning the title at WrestleMania would be maybe something that she really needs for. I mean, God, who wouldn't like a title? Yeah. But like, um, that could give her something. You know, heat-wise, like she's not going to be the top heel. She could be a no. different heel, though, and maybe that's where a repackage could come with with the title. Um, I'm not saying drastically, but I think there were elements when she was uh, working with Ellsworth that worked. I don't think it's it going to happen. Just though, the fact way. that it got weird, mm. the Ellsworth thing. It never Almost made a lot of sense style. why she was doing it. Yeah, there yeah. was that she was doing where she was. She had him on a... He he actually at one point thought he was a dog, didn't he? He started <laughs> he barking at people. Yeah. No, I, and yeah, I think that was... It was just... A, I think it was just the fact that it was very clearly a Vince joke. And it's one of those things like when you're watching something that you know is a Vince joke on WWE. He thinks it's really funny. No one else thinks it's funny. Yeah, he loves a good dad joke. Yeah. But they're not even dad jokes. They're just like... 
They're always at someone else's expense. Always. And they're in the cruelest fashion possible. This guy's got his dream dog, uh, dream job. <laughs> because I was, I was going to say something with dog in a second. But this guy, Ellsworth, had his, got given his dream job. Regardless yeah. of whether you think he should have been given it, I'm of the opinion that maybe he shouldn't have been yeah. given it. Um, because I don't think that's someone who should be on Monday Night Raw, who should be on SmackDown Live. I think not just because of the yeah. look thing, but there was no there was no real ability there either. Yeah, with Ellsworth, I think, I think when it's funny that we're kind of going back to the kind yeah. of the uh, the pull of social media. Mm. Ellsworth got signed because there was a huge no pull chin. for him. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, there was a huge pull for there him. Was a huge sorry, pull for him on social media. But the huge reason for the huge pull was the guy had no chin. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just. Yeah, uh, Ellsworth did nothing for him whatsoever, but I want to move on from talking about possible negatives of SmackDown. I That's personally how I would like to see Charlotte and Asuka go down. Okay. I genuinely, genuinely don't believe that's the way it's going to no. go down, but I'm saying that if I was a booker, yeah. and I had that for WrestleMania, and I had that that as an option... That's the way I think it's going to go down. Um, because I think the heat there is astronomical um, to be gathered there. Right, let's move on to something that I think at the moment is the hands-down best thing in wrestling at the moment. And that is a little-known promotion known as NXT. WrestlePro. Oh, sorry. No, yeah. NXT. Wow, sorry, NXT. you made me NXT. look like a right villain there. <laughs> You've made me look like a horrible person. <laughs> Best of luck in my future endeavours. Um, <laughs> yeah, NXT. How good is NXT right now? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I think uh, I think it's picked up a lot. Um, I felt like it went through a bit of a lull when they started bringing yes. bringing people forward, especially the women's division at one point. So the I think it was when. They just introduced Asuka. There was there was no one. They nearer. had no one for it. No, no one, and it was making the women's division stale. But uh, you know, I think it's on the up and up. I think there's some brilliant uh, gimmicks. You know, you've got wrestlers and you've got you've got gimmick characters. You have as well. that perfect, um... really good balance. That perfect balance that people have tried to do, there are on there. You know, you've you've got that mix of the Velveteen Dream, who looks like he could be um, from that nineties WWF cartoon period. You know, he looks like he could be in there with Demolition, with mm-hmm. the Legion Doom, with you know ridiculous characters. Um, like I, I don't want to say people like Isaac Yankum and the, like, whatever that one mm. that was a plumber. Um, there was one called, there, there was one that had, was a plumber that was yeah. a, had a really stupid name as well. Um, that used to be the Dirty White Boy in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, but I can't remember what he's called. Um, they've they've got those characters like there's there's Velveteen Dream, obviously a heavy machinery, look like they could be straight out of uh, that style of wrestling yeah. as well. Um, there are there are loads others, but then you've got the other style where that indie they're clearly indie guys, mm. but they've been given that sort of they've been told to give them that they've got an NWA feel about them. People like Roderick Strong, who you could compare to uh, people like. Uh, Sam Houston from the old NWA, people like Terry Taylor and stuff like that, Buddy Buddy Landell, um, and you know you've you've got other people as well. Um, Ty, Tyler Bay, I think, is going to be one of the biggest biggest stars in wrestling uh, in the next five years, and that's because he's so young. He had a, I watched uh, recently the match with Velveteen Dream. Their Velveteen Dream is how many years old? Bates no. twenty now, twenty one. I want to say, was he nineteen when sure he was nineteen? Yeah, 
when he won it. I'm sure it was he was 19. I might be wrong. He was either 19 or I think he might have been 22. How old was Randy Orton when he won? Orton was when he won his first title. I think he was 22. He might okay, have been 23. Right, right. 23. So it's got to be 19. No, 23. Yeah, I think he was um, 19. So yeah, I'm sure Bate, Bate was ridiculously young when he won the UK Championship. They have got so many years ahead of Bate to turn him into whatever they want him to be. And they don't have to train him. Because yeah. the fundamentals are already there. Yeah. Like there are there are things he could improve on, and I say this with the sort of like obviously it would be ridiculous for me to say that Tyler Bate I you know, that I think Tyler Bate could be better. I'm not a wrestler. Yeah. I work on lots more clearly a lot smaller shows than Tyler Bate. The Velveteen Dream match he was leaps and bounds ahead of Velveteen Dream in the match. Dream couldn't keep up with him. And yeah, it but- showed. Now that's not a criticism on Bait as such. It's more it should be more of a criticism on Dream. It should be me what I should say really is Dream should get better. But in my opinion, and you probably have a better understanding of this, that match would have been better had Bait slowed down, done a little bit less. And then Dream could have kept it at his speed. I seem I th- when I watched that match, I thought that Bait did compromise. In 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 part of e- even of his... still, if he did, it doesn't stem from the fact that clearly there wasn't enough of a compromise then. And I think well, how what he's nineteen, he's got yeah, you know he's going to learn how to how to you know wrestle characters. Yeah. Like Velveteen Dream more, you know, and and I think uh, I don't want to take anything away from Velveteen Dream. Really, I'm massive. I'm massive I'm, on him. I'm I think he could be. Fan, yeah, he could be huge. I, I, I think wasn't a fan of Dream, right? Um, and I think I saw. I, I don't think I've actually fully watched the Alistair Black match. Yeah, but I've watched the. Um, the Cassius Ono match which by no accounts was as good as the black no. match but that made me a fan of Dream did uh, did that win match of the year the Alistair Black Velveteen Dream no it no, was Pete Dunne and Tyler Bates right but it was nominated was it or I'm something? sure it was nominated and, and yeah. with good reason because that match was you know how we were talking last week about Casual matches mm. for the WrestleMania card. Casual yeah, yeah, matches yeah. And, yeah. and and Hard, wrestling hardcore, matches. Hardcore yeah, yeah, hardcore fan matches. matches. Like that match for me had both sides, mm. and it was because uh, you know Alistair Black is such a. I like him as well. I think you know he's strike orientated, um, but I thought the the story that was told, the the best parts of that match when they were was when they weren't touching each other. Yeah. The best parts, the say my name, even the build. Yeah, that I was. The build for that match was say my name, mm. and uh, Velveteen Dream got that over. Such a simple story. So it's really simple. He wanted to be recognised. But it's a story. You know I mean, and that's what NXT does better than anyone else. They tell simple, simple stories. Yes, yeah. so effective stories, yeah. and they do it with clear heel, clear baby face. Yeah. Alistair Black, when he was Tommy, Tommy End, yeah. he was a cool indie heel. Yeah. Because he used to run around with, was it Mikey Whiplash in mm. ICW, as one of those, they're heels, but everyone cheers them because they're cool. Yeah. Alistair Black, they brought him in, they've kept the same thing, but said, you're not a heel. Yeah. You're a baby face, mm. so play it as a baby face, and it works so much better than anything any independent program is doing. I know I know you're supposed to like New Japan as like the next big thing to yeah. WWE, but for me it's NXT all the way because they do this. They put the focus on storytelling so well, which yeah. for me is for me as a viewer of wrestling, if there's no story there, I don't get the point. I don't understand the point of it. If there's no story yeah. whatsoever, yeah, I, I, I would. 
say I'm more of a story-based mm. kind of guy, you know, a lot of the stuff that I do is more about creating a dynamic with story rather than mm. wrestling, wrestle, you know, a wrestler's wrestling match. And I think New Japan... It's not used as it's used as a positive rather than a criticism from a lot of people. Is that is a show where you dip in to watch wrestling. You can yeah. you can watch a match. Yeah, you can watch a wrestling match, and it doesn't matter where you are. I don't, I don't think like it's what, I don't think it's a, you know a negative yeah. at all from that. I just think how how does that? This is a product that only makes money if a lot of people go to it all the time, if a lot of people are watching it all the time, because wrestling is different than any other form of entertainment, mm. purely because the amount of people you have to pay yeah. to run a successful wrestling promotion. Mm. WWE, you look at the finances for WWE, they're making, they're still making millions in profits, despite the fact that they have an entire roster of performers to pay, they have an entire roster of refs to pay, TV production crews and their offices in Stanford, like which have thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of employees that those offices in Stanford. Because you think about it, every department's got to have you got to have admin staff, you've got your writing teams, you've got two writing three writing teams, mm. maybe four. I don't know what the two hundred five live situation is. Who writes two hundred five mm. live? Whether it's just the guys from SmackDown because it's done in the same building. But potentially four writing teams. You've got merch distribution for international. So there's for because you they run separate shops. They've got WWE shop for the U for the Your US. Own. Yeah. They've got Euro shop for European countries. They'll probably have to have a separate one for India because India's while it's not a big wrestling viewing market, it's a big merch buying market. You've got to have. Um, Places like the an, an Asian department mm-hmm. for Japan. So what, what are you trying to? Say what I'm trying to say is like this is a product that only works because of investment and investment story. and yeah. story by yeah. the fans because you have yeah. to have them watching next week. Yeah, you have yeah. to have that's... them literally buy into the product in every aspect possible. And I think that's yeah. If you go back to attitude, era I'm, as well. I'm not. I'm not saying New Japan doesn't do this because they obviously do because they go bust <laughs> yeah. if they didn't, and they do it better than any other independent on the circuit that isn't a WWE affiliate, but. The idea that New Japan is something you can watch... The idea that wrestling in general is something that you can watch casually... Yeah. ...is a really hard sell. Because it's got to have a hardcore fan base that's buying into it all the time. Mm, yeah, I think you'll... That's... I think um, New Japan is where... You know, if you miss a week... If you miss a week, it's like, oh, it's all right, I, I know I can come back next week. And, and yeah. I'll probably I'll have caught up pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. And then you miss that week... And then you miss that week because yeah. it's easier for you to miss it because you think you're not gonna you're not gonna miss anything I get it, massively you're not miss yeah. a story. Whereas with uh, like maybe Raw's not the best example right now, but with NXT, you know, go back to Velveteen Velveteen Dream yeah. Dreams build and Attitude Era. I want to tune in next week because I want to see what what to. is happening within in the story. If you miss it, you're behind. Yeah, yeah. You have to catch up with NXT. You have to watch NXT, and that for me. Is great and they do it so much better than the main roster of WWE. They do it in a way that isn't too. When I watch an hour of NXT, I feel like I've watched <clears throat> three hours of a really good Raw. Yeah, they, I think there's so many complicated, not not even complicated, but mm. filler in in Raw that yeah just takes away from the story. It's as though they, they think that they can take it and another. They can add an extra dimension to the story or whatever, and it's when really all I don't, you want to I see think, is in in reality. I don't think it is that. I think it's just they have to get the free hours in because that's what pays for them. Mm-hmm. They have to get that extra hour of advertising time in, yeah, because they have to. So because of that, mm. they have to write free hours. 
they have to get that time in. I think if realistically, there's, there was a talk, a rumor a while ago of um, Fox being the guys to take over. I don't know whether it's going to happen now because of the Disney takeover of Fox, but uh, there was a rumor going around about um, Fox doing uh, Raw being the next provider, okay. network provider for Raw, but they'd only take it if it went down to two hours. Now, I don't know what the money situation was, whether they were prepared to pay as much as what USA were paying, but I think if WWE got the offer of do two hours, but we'll pay you the same amount as what you're getting paid for doing free, they'd take it in a heartbeat yeah. because it'd be so much easier for them to do. Yeah. Um, but again, we've gone off on a massive tangent there. Um because there's there's one thing in NXT that makes NXT the best thing at the moment. And that is Gargano Champa. We touched on this last week. Um but I really want to get in for the next yeah, yeah. the ne- the final bit of the podcast I think let's just talk about how good yeah. this feud is. Because yeah. oh my god. I know. I um I think I mentioned last week how I I, I could see Gargano as the natural kind of successor to Daniel Bryan as the next baby. That's face, an important you know? word that you use there for me. Mm. Natural. Yeah, it's and it's not, not like, being forced. Yeah. It's not being forced like Roman Reigns was being forced. And did you know? Have you caught up on Champa's promos the last last couple of weeks? I haven't seen them, but all I know about Champa at the moment is I hate, hate that man. <laughs> I hate him. Yeah, I. NXT TakeOver is where I... The only thing I don't... I know they're going to be great matches on there. But to an extent, I don't care about the rest of the card. As much as I... Anywhere near as much as I care about this match. Mm. Because I want to see Johnny Gargano kick Tommaso Ciampa's yeah. ass. So that for you is like a, the epitome of a main event. Because that is, it's like... Yeah. Yeah, the undercard's great, whatever, but mm. that main event is why but I'm here, and sometimes that is, I want. that is lost, yeah. yeah. I think, uh, so, last two weeks, I think it has been that Champ has come out, and the crowd just hate him. him. They just boo him, and he went with it so well, he didn't say a word. So he does he say, come out and just let them out, boo him? He then. lets them boo him, like Roman Reigns yeah. lets the crowd boo him yeah. there, uh, uh, after, after yeah, the Undertaker yeah. match. Um, the 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 difference for me is that it's so weird, isn't it? But is that people are booing Ciampa because they like him as a heel, and we can go yeah. about uh, we can go and talk about how yeah. being a cool heel anymore. It's, it's, yeah, because, being... it's because when people boo Reigns, the suspension of disbelief is broken. Yeah, because we're in our heads. We know we're supposed to be cheering. Yes. But people are booing. Yes. So when you're watching it, you're constantly going, why, why is this happening? Yeah, yeah. Why, why is this that shouldn't be happening happening? Mm. When Champa's getting booed, the suspension of disbelief, which for me is the most important thing in professional wrestling right now, uh, ever, not right yeah. now, yeah, ever, ever yeah. the suspension of disbelief is so important in wrestling. Uh, and it's just when it's done right, like this with Champa, it's done it's not so well. You know, when when was the last time? You know, you've got. I mean, we people talk about Braun Strowman being over as a heel, mm. but he's not. He's not. He's over as a he's heel. Not but been heel for he's a not. Long he's time, not heel, though. is he? Champa's a heel. Champa's a heel. Champa's a heel. And I was saying to you before that them promos. Uh, I think it's. I think a lot of this comes down to Gargano being such a likable guy, such a likable wrestler. Gargano's not putting Champa over, really. No in, one's in many, each in other many, over. And and Champa isn't really putting Gargano over. There is and and because it doesn't need to happen, it's natural. If you've got the a, crowd like Gargano yeah. and the crowd hate Champa, if you've got that. No one needs to put each other yeah, over. Yeah. No one it's, needs to do it. it. In this day and age, it's so basic that you know that is what mm. used to happen in wrestling. Uh, that it's just refreshing again. It's an old formula. It's a feeling and it's that I have never. 
I, it, it's one of those things where I think I felt this feeling, but now that I felt it, I've never felt this way about a match before, <laughs> ever. I've never ever been more excited for a match. Tom's in love. Than I, I, I genuinely am. This, this is, must this be what love, what love feels, <laughs> feels like because I love professional wrestling <laughs> because of this match. Yeah. It is the best thing in professional wrestling <laughs> right now, and it is phenomenally good. And I've never ever ever felt this way about a match before, and I'm so <laughs> excited for it. And I genuinely. Takeover is my WrestleMania this year. No matter how good I think Mania is going to be, I think Mania is going to be good. Takeover because of this match is my WrestleMania, um, and I'm really excited about it. And we've talked for a long time. I don't. I don't think there's anywhere unless you've got something else you want to say about no. this. I don't think there's anywhere further that we can go with this. You don't need my endorsement to watch this match. Just, Just watch, watch this it. match. Yeah. It's going to be the best thing this year. Um, we'll take it from there you know I've enjoyed today yeah yeah I think uh, I think there's a steady improvement in how much we are going to dislike each other over the coming weeks for (laughs) this podcast if I keep booking horrible segments (laughs) like I just did and I know that you don't like anyone ever being compared to Hogan so I and it's not just because it's not because I love Hogan it's just it's ridiculous Tom that's all (laughs) But yeah, it's been good I today. It was quite good. ridiculous. I enjoyed today. Uh, inside the ropes, I promise social media pages are coming. I haven't had quite had the time to do them this week, uh, but hopefully by the time this podcast goes out, there will already be social media pages up. If not, you can tweet angrily at me at Tom Mac Russell Pro. We'll include that in our descriptions. Uh, to the podcast this week as well. Paul, do you want to drop? Yeah, yeah. And if you want to tweet me to stop going. Mm. Mm. Whenever Tom's speaking, it is <laughs> at Guiding Light IQ on Twitter. This has been the second episode of Around the Ring in Seven Days. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you back for the third week. <laughs> <laughs>